Hayward is back there to knock it down. Ryan Allen to punt it. Benjamin circles. Benjamin in trouble! Oh, a bad decision by Benjamin! Did he get out of the end zone? Okay, hello and welcome. Uh, week 8, right? Yep. Week well, 8. Patriots week 8. Here after week 8, Patriots beat the Chargers 21 to 13. Woohoo. Uh, they move on to their bye week in week 9, 4 and 2. Great sitting week. no. 6 four and, and two. 2. 6 and 2. Shit, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Math major. 6 and 2. <laughs> Craig's a creative type. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I would say sitting somewhat comfortably on top of the AFC East. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, looking more comfortable. I mean, Buffalo had a pretty fantastic win against a beat-up Oakland team. But, yeah, I think I feel confident about their standings right now. Yeah, I think so, that too. That was a non, very much non-answer by me, but, you know. No, no, no. I mean, the Jets Jets look like the Jets again, Jets, and the Dolphins Jets, are back to earth because since, ever since Cutler got hurt, they got absolutely demolished on Thursday night football. <laughs> Unprecedented. Yeah. I think the final score is what forty to zero. It was the definitely a goose egg ridiculous. on yeah. the one side. I just don't know how. Wh- yeah. Where in the forties oh. the Baltimore Ravens landed? The Ravens <laughs> who suck, by the way. Yeah, Joe Flacco got like oh god, just crushed in that game too. Pats move on to six and two. Six and two, number one in the Jesus. division, and cruise into their bye week with another win. The clip we just heard on the way into the show uh, will segue us nicely into what I believe will be uh, Melissa's opening take. Melissa, you want to take us from here? You know it. There's (laughs) nothing I love more than an amazing special teams play. I equate it to, like, hitting for the cycle, uh, hat trick in hockey. I just love a good safety. What's not to like about it? They're random... They're unpredictable when they're going to happen. The call is weird. It looks like something that you'd see happen in church. I don't understand that. Watching call. the watching the refs and also the players signaling yeah. for the safety signal is definitely safety. one it's of the better also, parts. I think it's also the signal they use in Jaws to let you know the shark's coming. It's like, they had hand signals in Jaws. That's a part right. of the movie. I don't remember. Man, you didn't watch it close enough. It's the details. <laughs> That you're missing. But, yeah, I just, I thought it was awesome. And I have a couple fun facts to back it up. Go ahead. I think I have one fun fact, actually, so I'm going to reverse course. One fun fact. That uh, a safety on a punt return has not occurred in the NFL since 2003. Huh. 14, 14 years between plays. It's like a unicorn or a comet or something. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, it, that speaks to the absolute unprecedented stupidity of that play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just take a knee, right? Just go down. Right. Yeah, fall down. Travis fall Benjamin down. with the the most boneheaded play, I think, potentially of the year, muffs the punt, drops it, and then just runs about eight yards backwards right to the goal yeah, line. Yeah, he got there quick. Yeah, he, did, he hustled. <laughs> he wasted he, no time. He was really yeah. motivated to give two points to the Patriots there. Hustled his ass to the goal line and then just gets clean tackled by like six Patriots. Just take a knee, man. You, the fair catch is out the window. The punt went back to like the 12-yard line or something like that. So like, got you know, you're not fair catching back there probably. Yeah, just turtle it. Fall to the ground. It, it, it's not going anywhere good. No, I was going to say, you know, it's the kind of play that when you're on the receiving end of the safety, you're like, that's awesome. It's the funniest. It's so cool. Oh, but if that had been 
like Amendola running back, the profanities that would have been heard throughout the greater New England area. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, and and God. not only that, but I mean, that's the type of crap that gets you benched if you play for Bill Belichick's team. In fact, just yeah. dropping yeah. the punt in the first place might get you benched. Uh, yeah, I think it's, what you know, you're right. It's one of those plays that you don't see the Patriots do things like that very often, which perhaps is why we can enjoy it so much as Patriots fans, because it's stupid football. And if there's one thing we know that Belichick doesn't stand for is stupid mistakes. You, you know, I think mistakes happen and you can learn from things, but you can't be dumb and running the wrong way when you have an option to take a knee, go to the ground, run out of bounds. I mean, the, uh, there's countless so options many that different he had. things. Yeah, yeah, and running into the end zone wasn't one of them. It's becoming a it's becoming an integral part of the Patriots' experience is just watching yes. other teams throw up on themselves. It's unbelievable, and I mean, like I think as Patriots fans, we're spoiled in a variety of ways. Certainly, having the greatest quarterback of all time is one of them, and having probably the greatest coach of all time is another. But like, God, just the stupidity in the league is just rampant, and we, we ra- rarely see it yeah. in uh, red, white, and blue. Oh. Look at him, all patriotic. I mean, Brady caught another team with 12 men on the field. He got the Chargers again. And it's like, you know, we were all watching the game. And I was like, if if the teams have learned nothing... Is it not to make your substitutions a little faster? Yeah, just get get like get uh, your ass get off you. the field. Hustle. Like he's going to get you. And he got him again. And it's like that stupid football. Like you're just not hustling, you're not paying attention. Brady's gonna get you like that. And he did. He you know Yeah, and that you know, the reason we play that clip uh at the top of the show is that was kind of the Chargers MO on Sunday was stupidity. I mean the safety was brutal. Philip Rivers fumbled for at one point for no reason. They had two touchdowns called back for penalties. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. you know, I mean, the Patriots didn't play their best, certainly, and they still managed to get a win. And the Chargers certainly didn't get blown out. I mean, it was competitive right up until the end. But I'm curious to see what that game would have played out like if the Chargers just weren't dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. if they could just play a sound here, game, a smart game and not screw themselves, what, what would that have looked like? Well, and you know, that safety ended up becoming more important because when the Chargers did eventually score, they had to go for two right. because now they had, you know, they lost by eight ultimately. So even if, you know, Philip Rivers could have driven for a touchdown, he still would have needed a two point yeah, conversion. Well, it mattered for sure. So that safety ended up being, you know, it ended up altering the Chargers game plan um, and had an impact on the final score. Yeah, p- providing a little so. bit of a, a scoreboard cushion that Steven Guskowski could not provide with his oh, two missed field goal. No. And I knew this was if coming. We could just, if we could just use that as a segue into my opening take. Oh please! Oh boy! Yeah. So poor Stephen. The I was reading uh, our our pal Chris Price's article in Boston Sports Journal today about how the how the uh, Patriots in the red zone have really not been great over the last couple of weeks. And on Sunday they were one for four in terms of converting uh, red zone trips into touchdowns. You know, in that case, like. We've got an offense right now that's still sort of trying to find an answer to the loss of Julian Edelman, which seems strange because it's been eight weeks, but I mean, you see it out there where they've had a couple of drives stall. They're not great on third down and they haven't been great in the red zone. Um, And you just would expect your freaking kicker to be able to make routine (laughs) field goals. And I'm telling you, Patriots fans, we're gonna get screwed. It's gonna happen in a high leverage game, fortunately, most of these kicks this season have happened in games of n- of really not much consequence. I mean, you know, 
they're only as consequential as a game in the first eight weeks of the season can be. This guy's been missing kicks for a couple of years now. Um, <laughs> and it's going to come back. I'm telling you, it's going to happen because the Patriots this year are not as good as they have been in previous years. They're going to have a tough game, I think, in the divisional round. They're going to have certainly a tough game in the conference championship if they get there. I still think they'll win the division and get a bye, but the separation between the Patriots and the rest of the league is not as big as it's been in previous years. Yeah, it's tough because they're, you're right. It, and that's exactly it. Like, they are not blowing teams out. You know, they're not up 30 points and like, oh, we missed a field goal. We missed an extra point. Who cares? You, you know, Philip Rivers had a shit fumble, but like, it was very Matt Ryan reminiscent. That's what kept flashing through my brain when it happened. But all I could think is like, oh, thank God he screwed up because had they scored or had those touchdowns not been called back, you know, Steven isn't going to drive those field goals when we couldn't score a touchdown ourselves uh, to put the game away. Like he made two, he missed two. Oh, he made four. He missed two. Um, that's not great. Like overall, that's not great because what the hell is happening that your field goal kicker is even needing to make that many attempts. But the fact that he's only completing 66% of them is ouch. Like that's not what you're looking for. And he wasn't, there's no wind. It wasn't like a rainy day. He's just like, Missing it. It's like he's got the yips. He's just whipping. I mean, this guy was automatic for about five seasons. It was it was one of the most consistent things on their team was Guskowski drilling yeah. field goals. I mean, he I, I mean he was automatic and just it, the year where they changed the uh, the point afters, I think got to yeah. a lot of kickers. And Stephen Guskowski was one of them. And it just it sucks because it's low. It's it's a low priority, right? Like I feel like the rationalization is well, who's a better option right now? What are they gonna like? pick up some guy off the street and like try that in the middle of the season like no you kind of have to like dance with the girl Lebrunia type of thing where it's just like he's just the yeah. guy for better or worse and I just feel like I just I ha I've had a feeling for like over a year now and I hope <laughs> I'm wrong I mean I'm not rooting for it you don't it, say but I mean I I've never heard you talk about this before <laughs> it's, I just feel like it's gonna come down to a big playoff game and you need these kicks Oh man, I just I have this horrible feeling of just I, I don't know. My the I live with a Bills fan who's traumatized by missed kicks. So maybe that's it. <laughs> but you you're just like picking up on their PTSD. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like it. pre it's it's pre traumatic stress disorder not post. Yeah. My father-in-law says it's the uh, it's Alan's fault. Who's Alan? The well he's a punter. Oh, Ryan he says Allen. That he's, oh, I got you. He's holding the ball wrong. Oh, come on. And Alan's like, what? That sounds What's like a guy happening? who spent $150 on a Guskowski jersey. Does he have a Guskowski jersey? <laughs> no, never. He has like a coffee sweatshirt and that's it. <laughs> Ryan, don't blame Ryan Allen. I don't know why he has this whole, it's a whole theory. I can't get into it. But I think it's hard to blame Ryan Allen because like, how hard is it to hold the ball, first of all? And, and second of all, you know, he is doing his job. So there's really no situation for him to be under any stress. Like the... The kicking game on that side of it, like his ability to punt and like land the ball where they needed to go and, you know, create great field position for the Patriots was actually a strength in the game to go along with that special teams take. Yeah. So, he, yeah, the is out, I guess, is where he's at. Right. I but. mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see. I hope I'm wrong, but we'll I don't think I'm going to be. I hope be. you're wrong, but it feels like you're right. Opening takes. It was a good game, solid game. Great going into the bye week with a win. Um, sure did. And, you know, just as we, it's, it's Monday night right now, uh, the day after they played. And just as we were about to hit record on this, uh, remote podcast. And I should yes. mention that if, if our listeners here 
faint rock and roll music in the background. That's because uh, <laughs> I'm here at a dive bar in Charleston, South Carolina, where my band is playing tonight, and we're doing this fully remote. But uh, we got a little bit of breaking news. Whatever our sound's so going to be. I don't know <laughs> what the sound's going to be. I just did hip-hop air horn because I guess that's what I default to. You want to tell them the breaking news there, Melissa? I want to do more hip-hop air horn. Well, we'll drop it uh, in later on. Break Breaking news. Jimmy G traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a second-round pick. There's some pretty reliable sources quoting Adam Schefter. Yeah, it's basically what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely yeah. patient zero of the whole operation, yeah. no doubt about it. But yeah. it's a, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, they're all trending on Twitter, so it's got to be real. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's real. Schefter trending. doesn't often have it wrong, although he was very adamant in the offseason that they weren't going to trade him at all. Uh, well, but yeah, it looks he like was right in the offseason. Good for him. Good for Schefter, and possibly good for the Patriots. I don't know. Maybe uh, we get to this on the I other side of our know. little musical bumper. Oh yeah. Um, all right, so what, th- let's get to this Jimmy G stuff. You you start. Oh, God, I just... The first thing I want to say is that I'm sad because that uh, Jimmy is just the most attractive human on the planet. Mm. That's a lot of eye candy that'll be missing from the side. That's true. They did. The Patriots just got a lot less handsome. That is absolutely... A lot, oh, yeah, they're handsome quotient. We can all agree down. on that, both sides of the aisle. It's it, You know, this is a loss for all... People of New England, for sure. really, for sure. It's gonna. Oh God. Uh, just hope. But, just hope Danny Amendola stays healthy. Oh, not your thing? No, nah, not my thing. Okay, that's foolish. But we I, can talk about that know. some other time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's wrong. But uh, <laughs> sorry, you got me. Um, yeah, I think it. This is an interesting move by the Patriots. I my first. I guess two big questions come to mind. One, why trade him now for a second-round pick when Cleveland was offering you a first-round pick in the offseason? Two, actually, I thought of a third question. Two, the fuck? Who's going to play quarter? Who's the backup? God forbid, God help us all, if Tom Brady goes down, which the way he's been getting smoked mm-hmm. all year, like, ah, it's not an unreal possibility. Uh, well, then what? Yet nobody. Right now. Yeah, as it stands then, right now, the Patriots are 100% without a backup. Possibly by the time that you, the audience, are listening to this podcast, yeah. they may have picked somebody up. The, the 49ers just released Brian Hoyer. So former Patriots backup writing on the wall yeah. there could be that the Pats, I mean, they're obviously not going to roll in um, to week 10 without a backup. But yeah, right now they got nobody in. The best case scenario is they pick up someone who has been in their system in the past, but certainly nobody right. that's been in it this year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they'll get somebody, uh, though. But what was, what was your yeah, third thing? Uh, of course. My third thing is, what the hell did we trade Brissette for? Great question. What did answer, we do? Answer your own question on that one. I don't know. We, we, Dorsett's done shit. Zero. He's done zero. We, Brissette has looked great for the Colts, to be honest. He's been kind of the one bright spot on that team all True year. True story. My biggest takeaway with this is what you just mentioned, I think, in your first point there was they could have traded him for, and I mean... Sources vary on what the what the haul could have been for Jimmy Garoppolo in the offseason, but it was it, it seemed to be reported quite a bit that a first round pick from the Cleveland Browns was on the table. Um, and to me, it just seems like even if 
Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value goes down by a couple of picks. What did eight weeks of having him stand on the sideline do? Like w- either way, the, the, the we can I suppose we can debate the degree of how much his uh, value went down between the offseason and right now, but it went down some amount. And and that to me just, that's mismanaging that asset. I mean, for those who don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is up at the end of this year. So the 49ers just got eight weeks, nine weeks of Jimmy G and then he's a free agent. So, I mean, who's to say that he's going to resign there? That's not, you know, that's not a hot commodity. If he could, could have been in their, in their, you know, in their mini camps in their training camp and they have a whole season worth, um, then obviously that's a different situation. But yeah, to me, this just seems like mismanagement of a valuable asset that you could have turned into some draft picks, which, and I have another point, but I'll hold off for right now. The Patriots have drafted like crap for the last two years. I don't know if anybody's oh, noticed yeah. that, but between the deflate gate uh, suspension, or I'm sorry, the deflate gate penalty pick being taken away, trading this year's first round pick for Brandon Cooks, if you look at their draft board, it's a little scary. And the, fa- and the fact that they had this asset that wasn't going to make an impact on their 2017 season's roster, which now they just turn into a lesser draft pick than what they could have gotten before is, you know, it just, it's frustrating is what it is. Yeah, and I guess the only counter argument to that is you get something for him without having to waste your franchise tag next year. Right. Because even if you franchised him and traded him in the offseason, you can't reuse that tag. So to me, it makes me wonder, like, in the in the offseason, was Belichick a little hesitant about Brady coming in this year and wanted to see what he would look like before he pulled the trigger on it? You know, and there have been varying reports throughout all season that Jimmy hasn't looked great in in practice. Right. Um, you know, and so maybe Bill wanted to see how they did and, and give it a little more time and then finally decided that, like, obviously Brady looks like Brady and get something while you can. Um, it, not to, like, throw total breaking news at you, but Ian Rappaport also just tweeted mm-hmm. that the original deal included Hoyer, uh, but he was taken out for compensation and pick reasons, and now he's been released, obviously. Okay, so that seems to me that so there's... Strength, yeah, there's a, definitely strengthens that theory. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, it makes it seem like there's sort of a handshake agreement that they're going to release him yeah. and then just pick him up. Uh, what was your other point they said you were going to get back to? Just the, the, the draft board to me was is concerning at best. Um, where, I mean, I'm not going to read you all the picks, but they've gone two years now without making a first-round draft pick. The, the Last year it was taken away as, a, as an extension of the Deflategate punishment. Um, and this year they traded it for Brandon Cook, so it's not like they came up without any sort of player. And I know that, you know, the, the hardcore Belichick defenders would tell you that first-round picks are overrated, but if you think first-round picks are overrated, then by all means, trade it for a couple of seconds or a second and two-thirds or yeah. do that thing. I just, you know, lo- looking ahead at the Patriots' future, I mean, you need draft picks. You can't just not participate in the draft. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Their quarterback's 40, and they seem fine. <laughs> I, yeah, but it's, it's just, you know, you need to replenish at some point along the way. <laughs> yeah. So that part, that uh, part's that part's jamming me a little bit. The fact that you could have had a first round pick, then you just sort of sat around, got eight weeks of nothing, and then now you got a second. It's like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, I, I, it's. I know. I can hear. I agree with you 100. percent I guess that's where I'm struggling. It's like I can hear the you know Belichick honks being like, 
oh, well, he doesn't want a first-round pick. He knows what he's doing. And it's like, yeah, well, take the first-round pick and trade it for, you know, a second, a third, and two sixth-round picks. Like, who? why wouldn't you want that? Right, you make it seem like, like just because you traded for yeah. that, you have to use it. Like, no, you don't have to spend oh, the first-round pick that. on a first-round pick. Right, yeah, or be in the driver's seat. And if there was a great player on the board, then you have the option of taking them. And, and you know, I think people look at, like, oh, first-round picks is overrated. And it's like, well, uh, there's some great first-round picks picks out there too though and they can be more expensive but like wouldn't it be nice to have a first round pick to maybe shore up some of the defense yeah right i mean like i believe how about a first round linebacker yeah and donta hightower was a first round pick he was either first uh, a first round or a high second i don't remember but he was definitely up there in the draft like that was spending real draft capital on a real player that helped you in a real way one year super right too. And continues to have impact. I mean, not anymore, unfortunately. Right. He's now out for the season, but now that's a big hole and that's a big loss. Um, I, I can't help but wonder if he's already got a second deal in place to turn that second round to a for a linebacker. Yeah, and that's the part where we'll we'll have to stay tuned. It would be, I mean, it wouldn't make any sort of real impact barring a Brady injury on this team's uh, on the team this year if they trade Jimmy and just keep the pick and use the pick, but. You would hope that there is some sort of like go for it all in type of mentality where they maybe they flip this second round pick into a linebacker or some some position yeah. of need. Yeah, and he's not just holding on to it. Right. That would be crap. Um, yeah. So I, if I'm being totally honest with you, Melissa, I'm just happy that this breaking news happened and we got to talk about it on uh, on this week's episode. Me too. I feel like we are really on the cutting edge of news media. I feel here. like I'm in the war room right now. Like, I should have, like, if a thousand TV this, screens, like, and I'm watching them all. I don't have that, but I feel like I should. <laughs> Just circling things, putting X's and O's. <laughs> John Madden has a turducken out there. Anarchy's <laughs> happening. <laughs> All right, Craig. I think the last thing we have here is our douche of the week. Douche. Who, who acted like a real schmuck. Uh, not a super douchey week. Not a super schmucky week. Yeah, so not a super schmucky thing. week. You know, we should take that as a positive in the world. We could well, I mean, let's be clear. In the world of sports. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Within the confines of our podcast. Right, right, right. But I mean, you know, even week. then, even then, I think, I think, yeah, they d- I think the people of the, uh, you know, the, of American football deserve a, deserve a <laughs> nod. Way to, way to keep it off the, keep off the douche meter this week. Yeah. Except uh, for Bob McNair. <laughs> I was just about to say, although if there was one person we could put into that category, it would be good old Bob McNair. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Bob McNair is an NFL owner. Mm-hmm. He owns the Titans. Texans. Houston Texans. Texans. I was like, I'm making something up. Yeehaw. I I like to throw you a non-fact of the week. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah, he owns the Texans. Uh, Was talking at the owners' meetings and made a statement about how we can't allow the inmates to run the prison. Which, uh, as you may imagine, uh, yielded a result from his players in which many of them knelt during the national anthem again. Uh, you know, and I think what really just makes this feel so douchey is like this kneeling anthem story is like the story that won't die. It like, really won't. It really won't. Uh, they can't get out of their own way to like end this and get it over and and move forward. And it's like you're making a presentation. You're a successful businessman in some way. Like, Choose your words. 
or just don't talk about it. Like that's my piece yeah. of advice to all these owners. Like, why did Jerry Jones have to a couple weeks ago issue a challenge, basically unintentionally, I guess, to his players? He said, "If you if you kneel, you'll be benched." And Bob McNair, you know, weeks after the fact, and the fact meaning Donald Trump rehashing this whole thing because it had been long out of the news when yeah. even Trump brought it up. It's just like. It, n- I'm sure that there was some question posed to him about the kneeling. I, I've been I've been actually uh-huh. looking all over the place to try to find what the question was, and I haven't been able to find it. But his answer to you know in, in to the question that I'm sure had to do with what's you know how are we going to get like the players' protests under control was we can't let the prisons run the uh, the, the the inmates run the prison. Yeah, and it's just like, man, how about just like a pull a Belichick there? Like next question, you know, or like could can right. we just I'm do that? Talk about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, and, like and maybe free, that's a free piece like of it. advice. Free, yeah, <laughs> free piece of advice to 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 all these owners. It's just like, if you're old and crotchety and white, just don't comment on this on this <laughs> issue. Just walk it. away, walk <laughs> away, and make your donations to the Trump campaign in silence. Like you're just making it so much worse for yourself. This isn't a problem for me. You know what I mean? This is a problem yeah. for him. He now has a freaking mess on his hands uh, there was there was talks about uh uh texans players walking out of practice they were gonna yeah. maybe there was some contingency of these texans that wanted to sit out the game bill o'brien is now spending a friday practice where they're in seattle already playing a game on the road now he's talking to his players not about a game plan not about how to actually play football on sunday but about whether or not they're going to like are you kidding me man you blew it uh, and, and you go prison instead of asylum? That's the part, I, yeah, I, you mentioned that. That blows my mind. I don't think I've ever even heard someone say you can't let the inmates run the prison. I've always heard inmates run the asylum. Yeah, but yeah. No. He, 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 like, screwed up the actual expression, and it actually made it so much worse. Worse. So it made it worse. so much worse. It just makes it sort of sound like it's coming from a little bit of a different place. I don't yeah. know. I don't want to, like, read into it too much here. But, you know, it's it's to refer to the players in your league – a league that's about 80% black, people that risk literal life and limb and make you, Bob McNair, a billionaire, you're referring to them as prisoners? I mean, it's like, we. It, I guess I guess when the president refers to them as sons of bitches, prisoners is like a walk in the park, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's an upgrade. I mean, hell on earth. Uh, yeah, and you know, I think he just wins the douche of the week this week because sure. it's like unnecessarily getting in your own way, tripping over your own feet. Yep, and just dragging it back, dragging yeah. it back, dragging this just problem right back into the forefront. Constantly. The NFL cannot shake this. Yeah, and it's their own fault. Like, if you if you mean the NFL as in, like, the the, the power brokers of, you yes. know, I mean, I don't blame the NFL for Donald Trump spouting off because they have no control no, over that, control obviously. That. And actually, the NFL, I think, looked really good collectively as a, as a single unit, as a collection of you know, uh, independent franchises. I think in the week after the Trump thing, the N- the NFL came out shining. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, that first week, yeah, lots of solidarity. They took it to mean, like, unity and, like, we stand together. Yeah, they looked strong. And, like, it could have ended there and moved on. But, no. Some no. of these asshats just can't help themselves y- from bringing it, it back it, up. I'm starting to think that the reason that it went so smoothly that first week was because nobody literally had any time to get these owners in front of a microphone. I'm sure if they had the opportunity to put their foot in their mouth, they would have done it. But it was like Friday (laughs) night, Trump makes the comments, then like wham, bam, you know, 9 a.m. Eastern time, we have NFL football kicking off in London. Like there was no time to ask questions. They just had to act. 
And like, right. they, I think they really looked good. There was a really, it was the, the solidarity was there. The brotherhood was there. Everybody linking arms, owners on the field, all that stuff. And then it's just give them, give them time and give them the opportunity <laughs> to speak their mind and tell you how they really feel. And it doesn't take long to see what side they're on at yeah, all. Yeah, The truth will surface. Yeah. Brutal. Life will find a way. So Ice yeah, Bob McNair, douche of the week. Yeah, life will find a way. <laughs> Ass hattery, douchiness, and subtle racism yeah. always tends to find a way. It bubbles to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep those mics rolling. Keep yeah. the tape players on. <laughs> Never turn them off. Uh, all right. So we have a great bye week coming up. I think that's going to be a nice break for the Patriots. No uh, days off for us, though. No days off. We will be back next week. We have a super special guest, which we're excited about super next special. week. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think we will see what transpires with this breaking Jimmy G trade um, and how that shakes out for the Patriots over the next week. Um, and uh, anything else for the people, Craig? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking, um, you know, one of my on the very first episode of this uh, of this very podcast, I made I made the prediction that I thought this was going to be Tom Brady's last season. Yeah. Due to Jimmy Garoppolo taking his place. Yeah. Uh, Nailed it. <laughs> Man. But I mean, hey, it looks like we got a, lot, a, a, a couple more years of, uh, of, of uh, touchdown Tommy. So, oh, or we got Brian Hoyer coming back. Yeah, or Brian Hoyer. That's the future. <laughs> the resurgence of Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, in the meantime, in the bye week, I'm going to go try out for backup quarterback and also kicker. <laughs> I encourage all of you out there. Yeah, everybody should. He should just open tryouts. Everyone head to Gillette. You know there's <laughs> a couple there. you know there's a couple people like driving down there like in the dead of night, just like I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna fucking do it. I got put, this. Putting I can their do eye it. black on in. in the rearview mirror. Yeah. It's it's Mark Wahlberg. He's really he's <laughs> leading the charge. He's down there already. I Still think Belichick trying to make has up a big leaving the Super Bowl. Yeah, idiot. Uh he, Bill Belichick has a big uh fundraiser this week. Everyone can just show up. Yeah, just just put put the money in the pot, pay that new backup. Yeah, show him how he uh, fits his. Show him how you fit in, his, in your pads. He'll be <laughs> good to go. Get you right out there on the field. Yeah, and Lord knows you won't be half as good looking as Jimmy G. Nobody can be. May he God, rest it's in a peace. real loss. It's a real loss. Real <laughs> upgrade for the Bay Area. I'll tell them. For sure, he'll fit right in. Ah, <sighs> oh, damn. damn. All right, well, on that note, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of here. Um, All right. Follow us uh, on Twitter, Tabletowncast. Yeah. Or tell your friends that they can also listen to Tattletown Sports. Sure can. And how sad they are about Jimmy leaving. Come come to us for all your breaking news. We'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> ah, the beauty of timing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will see right. you all next week. Bye. <laughs>